Welcome to The Way the World Works, where the trusted team behind the Tuttle Twins books tackles current events, hot topics, and fun ideas to help your family find clarity in a world full of confusion. Hey, Brittany. Hi, Connor. So it's back to school time for a lot of kids out there. And, you know, there's advertisements about it, all the things you need to buy for going back to school. There's teachers and schools posting about going back to school. There's some parents who are like, oh, dang, you know, summer's over. My kids have to go to school. And then there's some parents who are like, thank you. I'm so glad it's, you know, send my kids <laughs> back to school. There's quite a range of, uh, of, of differences out there. And, uh, you know, there, there's, I don't know, it's fascinating to me to think about what school is for. A lot of people assume that school and education are the same thing. And I don't really necessarily think that that's true. Um, I think you can't, I, wasn't it Albert Einstein who had like a quote where once he said, uh, he said, I never let schooling interfere with my education. Um, and that's and I, I, I thought that was interesting because we can be very schooled. We can be, uh, I don't know, get, subject ourselves to a lot of classes um, and we can learn a lot of things and memorize a lot of stuff right but ultimately to me it's it's a question of what are we actually uh learning what are we uh what are we improving upon so i i shared an email recently with our our email list uh, of this photo and uh, it was from this high school in i think it was new mexico santa fe and on the sign it said school resumes august 20th resistance is futile you will be educated and and I, I saw that and I laughed because, first of all, it's kind of a, a reference to the Borg in Star Trek. So for any any of you who aren't nerds and listening to this, that's kind of the resistance is futile. It was the the Borg who would come and, like, take over whole species. Uh, but but the end, it's, it's, you know, so the Borg, they would say, you will be assimilated into our kind of collectivist, you know, society. But here's this school saying resistance is futile. You will be educated. And, and I don't think that's true. I don't think necessarily all the kids who go to school are going to be educated. They'll definitely be schooled. They'll, they'll have to go through all these classes, memorize all this stuff, take all these tests, you know, regurgitate stuff. But for so many of the kids in the government schools and frankly, many private schools too, um, it, it's not necessarily the best learning environment for them. So Brittany, I want to spend a little bit of time talking with you about some of your thoughts, some of my thoughts okay. about the difference between school and education. So I'll, I'll share one and then I'll kick it over to you to share your thought. The first one for me that comes to mind, I actually did a, a little video about this a few months back. Uh, school, modern schools, they use a, an approach to teaching that I call the just in case method. So they'll say, you need to learn that the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell just in case, you know, 30 years from now, you're a biologist and you need to know that information. Or you need to memorize the quadratic equation, right? What is it? Opposite of B plus or minus? I have no root, idea, Connor. <laughs> root because of I never B had to squared use it. minus. Yeah, I don't remember. So all over 2A. I think it's 2A at the bottom. Anyways, so it's like you you need to learn the quadratic equation just in case you become a, you know, I don't know, theoretical uh, physicist <laughs> where you need to use this formula, right? And, and so they just, they do this with everything. They just bombard you with information that you're forced to memorize and regurgitate, which means to like cough it back up or, or, you know, 
throw it back up and so it's like it, they, they put it in your head and you throw it back out on a test and and all of this it's like just in case you need to know this information uh in the future you need to memorize it now and and so that's school the just in case method so so let's flip this a bit and let's say uh let's say your let's say like last night i was playing uh nintendo with my kids we were playing super smash brothers and so let's say uh, the nintendo breaks and and it stops working i'm not going to sit there and say oh I am so glad that I read the 400 page owner's <laughs> manual for uh, this Nintendo when we bought it six years ago, just in case the Nintendo ever broke and I needed all this information. Like that's absurd. No one would ever do that. And, and we don't think that way. No, instead when the Nintendo breaks, maybe I'll go get the owner's manual and try and look for a troubleshooting section. Or just YouTube it at this point. Exactly. I'll, I'll go to YouTube <laughs> or Google and I'll type in like Nintendo broken making weird sounds. Yep. Right? And I'll start <laughs> to troubleshoot it. Um, and, and I'll try and gather the information. So rather than the just in case method that the schools use, I call this the just in time method. Just in time for when you need that information about fixing a Nintendo, you go get it because it's useful to you right then. Like, for example, I had to change my uh, the tire on my wife's car a few months back. And and I, I know in general how to change a tire and the lug nuts and all the things, but her car had a very like specific way where the spare tire was attached and and then it was cold outside. This was in the winter and I, I was, you know, uh, grumbling a lot and couldn't really figure <laughs> it out. So just in time for when I needed the information, I Googled it. I found the owner's manual. I mean, we had it in the glove box, but I figured it was easier to search through a, like a PDF rather than flip through pages. So I, I find it. I get the information. I see the little picture of exactly what I need to do. And boom, I'm on my way. So to me, that's how we educate ourselves as adults is like we're curious about something or we have to do something at work or we have a project we want to do. And, and we got to figure out um, just in time for when we need the information. Uh, you know, we got to move forward and and get that information. Um, and uh, you know, I'll give you another quick example, uh, Brittany, and then I'll throw it over to you. So we've got someone new who stepped in to do the magazine. Her name is Marissa. So she helps out with our Tuttle Times magazine. She didn't know InDesign. She didn't know like 90% of, of what happens in that role. Uh, but just in time for when she needed to figure it out, she went and got that information. She didn't think, I'm so glad in school I learned, you know, that no, like she was asked to do something that she hadn't done before. She had to figure it out. So that's how we as adults learn just in time for when we need it. We learn. Uh, but the schooling system is this very artificial way of like cramming kids minds full of stuff just in case 99% of it is irrelevant to their lives. They'll never need to know it. They don't care about it. And so that's why I'm so passionate about quote unquote homeschooling. I, I don't really love that term because a lot of parents just school in the home and they recreate some of these problems. So I prefer things like child led learning or passion driven education or uh, things like that, where the kids can kind of forge their own path. But that to me is why education is awesome. I love education. It's so powerful. But schooling is is often destructive and it's artificial. It's counterproductive a lot of, a lot of cases. Um, so I'll stop yammering. Brittany, what's a what's a thought you have here? Yeah, I don't think there there are things I learned in school and even in college. But when I think about it, I don't think my education really began until, 
you know, they say the scientific method starts with asking a question about the world or something you observe. I think it really started after I was an adult and would say like, oh, I wonder why this thing is like, maybe it's an economic question. Like, I wonder why, why this thing happens and Googling it and then finding books about it and then like sending myself on, I think I've called it like a treasure hunt in the past where I go down a rabbit hole and research it. And I think the main reason that that has been so effective is because it's something that I want to learn and that piques my interest and that might be relevant to that moment, kind of like what you were saying. It's not something that's like, oh, I may need this later. Um, It's something that in that moment I need to learn. In fact, when I work on these podcasts, I learn so much because a lot of times um, when I think of topics, it comes to me as like a I wonder, it doesn't even come to me as like a podcast episode, right? I'm thinking about something for myself and I'm like, I'm going to go down, I'm going to like start exploring. And then I'm like, actually, this could be interesting for other people to hear. And so when I think of education, I think it of it almost in that like, okay, what what do I want to learn? And then I, I go and I explore it because usually if I want to learn something, it's because I'm either really interested in it or it's something that has come up in that moment that makes sense for me to learn. You know, you're talking about the Super Nintendo. I am not like an engineer or anything. I have fixed dishwashers. I have fixed so many things from YouTube that I am not <laughs> qualified on paper to fix that I, I don't know what I would do without that. Even things like like carpet stains. If I spill like like food on my like floor, all these really weird things that YouTube can teach you that it's like I learned so much and it's almost like I was never good at science. Um, but you learn like when I was cleaning a stain off my carpet, I spilled makeup on my carpet. I had to learn like the right amount of peroxide to put to dish soap, to put to baking soda. And I'm like, this is like science class, but that I'll actually use. So it's, it's at a baking. I do a lot of baking. That's chemistry. So yeah. So it's a, I think for me, education is when I really want to learn something or something right. like you said, becomes necessary in the moment. I, I, I think that is so powerful. It's what you want to learn. So so for the parents out there, years ago, I wrote this book, Passion Driven Education. And I think the subtitle is something like how to use your child's interests to inspire their love of learning. And I, I was so honored that um, we've talked before about John Taylor Gatto, who was this you know very well-known teacher, very beloved teacher in the public school system in New York. He won New York Teacher of the Year. He ends up quitting and he's like, I, I'm hurting kids more than I'm helping them. He writes all these books kind of exposing the system and, and becomes this big uh, public speaker and advocate for alternative education. And uh, so he did the foreword for, for my book, Passion Driven Education, which I was so tickled uh, that he said yes, because when I graduated college and uh, I was engaged to my, to my now wife and I came across Gatto's book, uh, Dumbing Us Down. It's called Dumbing Us Down, The Hidden Curriculum of Compulsory Education. And and I read that book and, and it goes through all the problems with school. And I was like, this is exactly why I didn't like school. All these different reasons. And here's all these examples. And he's talking about them. And, and I resonated so deeply with that book. And so when he agreed to do the foreword for my book, it was like, oh my gosh, you know, the <laughs> the stars are aligning this guy that was so helpful for me. Because of his book, we decided to homeschool our kids. And uh, and it was very influential. And and so in, in passion-driven education, what we're ultimately talking about there is how we should customize education to our children rather than forcing our children to adapt to some other like curriculum standard or somebody else's expectations, right? And so when it's like, like when we started homeschooling, there are these books out there that say, 
they're called something like uh, what every fifth grader needs to know or what every seventh grader needs to know. And when you're first starting out homeschooling, you don't know what you're doing and you're looking for help. And so we, we use these books to kind of orient us and say, hey, are we teaching everything that our kids need to know at this age? And what I realized is like not every sixth grader needs to know the same things, right? Not not every 12 year old needs to have, you know, read the same poems or, you know, done the same math problems. And it's this very collectivist uh, approach to learning that expects like the Borg, right? Resistance is futile. You will be schooled in the same way. I, I prefer to have a society where like, look, if, if uh, I have a child that really dislikes science, I'm not going to force science on them just out of some expectation that every kid needs to learn the basics of biology. Because the reality is that child probably a decade from now will encounter something that they are curious about or that they become passionate about, which requires them to go, you know, brush up on some basic biology. And they're not only are they going to do it, they're going to do it super quick and they're going to retain the information because it's in service of something that they are curious about. Like there was this story I came across a few years ago. I'm trying to remember the details, but it was, it was like a kid who really hated math and he was doing poorly and didn't like it and, and you know, hated it. And so uh, but then he started, I think it was like SpaceX. He started watching rocket launches and got really into, you know, rockets. And so then he wanted to like learn everything about rockets. So he starts learning about physics and all these things. And suddenly because he is developing this passion, he, um, he starts like, like racing through math because it had, it had context, like it had a uh, purpose for his life. And, and he got excited about it because he saw that it would help him achieve something that he wanted. But in the schools, kids don't really have goals. And if they do, we, we shut them down because their goals don't matter. It's, it's you have to, you know, do what we're telling you to. And you have to ignore your curiosities and your interests and just do what you're told on this little conveyor belt. One of my favorite illustrations that Elijah has ever done is in our, our book, uh, The Education Vacation the Tuttle Twins and the Education Vacation. And this book is, is based off of one of John Taylor Gatto's books, uh, The Underground History of American Education. And so we feature him in our book, which was really fun. And, and Elijah has this drawing in part of the story where we talk about like the conveyor belt where every kid you know, learns the same thing uh, in the same way at the same age as everybody else. And so it's like this big conveyor belt. And so he's got this awesome drawing where kids like are having their brains kind of sucked out of their heads and <laughs> they're being like all manipulated in the same way. I, you know, the challenge here, Brittany, that that you probably hear, too, is like when you criticize schools, people consider you anti-education. Yep. And and it's like they equate the two. Right. And 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 so to me, like part of the challenge here is to get people to separate them and say, no, like we can criticize schooling and the way we educate children because we want to educate them in the right way. We, we love education and we see it being done so poorly in the schools. And, and so that to me is why we need to separate the two, that there is a difference between school and education. And, and look, that's not to say you will learn nothing in school. Clearly being forced to memorize all these things and do all these things, you're, something is going to stick. It's not that everything will, will go away, but there's just such a better way and and for the kids out there for the parents out there i would encourage you to check out passion driven education it's an opportunity to kind of figure out how can we take our child's interest whether it's pokemon or horses or rockets or baking or whatever how can we take their interests and build a custom curriculum 
around those interests that gets our kids excited to learn and and not just learn you know let's say it's baking not just learn baking but Brittany, you even said it learn chemistry yeah you start mm -hmm. learning science maybe they're reading recipe books maybe they start writing their own recipe books they're doing math for converting all the ingredients from you know cups to ounces and and we learn so many different things when we have a desire so we need to listen to our kids parents we need to listen to our kids what are their desires their curiosities and then support them in going on that journey and they're going to love it and they're going to learn a ton and it's going to be way better for them long term uh we could we could rant on this uh this topic <laughs> for hours Brittany. this is i gotta get off my soapbox here so we'll wrap <laughs> it there great chatting as always and until next time we'll talk to you later talk to you later you've been listening to the way the world works make sure your family is subscribed and check out tuttletwins.com for more awesome content